You're listening to Podcast BXN, a video game podcast delivering player experience news. Let's go! We have some serious news. Two weeks ago, we announced that gaming was back. Today, <laughs> Wednesday, May 3rd, I am sad to report it's been found dead in a ditch. And welcome to welcome to podcast PXN episode. Let me check my notes. One hundred and eighty nine. I am one of your hosts, the perennial dating app swiper from Portland, Oregon. Yeah, Christian Macias, and I'm joined over Discord by Kentucky's number one Spartan and PXN founder, Daniel Prindle, <laughs> aka Dan is DTM. We're all dead. Oh, no. I'm very much We're alive. Dead. Thank you. Yeah, is it a threat or a promise? <laughs> I'm... Neither. We're all dead. <laughs> Both. And the president of the Tifa Lockhart fan club. Happy belated birthday, Tifa. He's the exactly. Nintendo aficionado and artist extraordinaire at Roro. Hello, hello. D- gaming might be dead, but Tifa is very much alive. Happy yeah. birthday, Tifa. Woo! Yay. <laughs> and one half of the Men in Gitch podcast, Battlefield's bad boy, the Tarkov Teletubby, Oppenheimer himself, Gage Dempster. Uh, uh-huh. Uh, the song? Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> and thank you to everyone watching us live and participating in the chat just as a reminder we are li- we're normally not this way we're live each and every where we at we are like this every day every week. <laughs> we're live each and every wednesday at 8 p.m eastern on youtube just search podcast pxn and additionally over on twitch.tv slash podcast pxn the topic of the show this week is video game publishers are not your friend, and we're here to remind you why that is. But first, the show always starts with the quick bites. Let's go ahead and jump right in. Swag. Okay. Make sure I have the right document up. Quick bites. Uh, PlayStation VR 2. Remember that thing? Will soon be available to buy at local retailers. Let me tell you right now, before we even start discussing, I'm not sure anyone is clamoring to get, you know, spend $500 right now on this thing yeah i I agree (laughs) i it's crazy i haven't heard anything actually now that you mention it i kind of forgot that it was out um dude right on on twitter like when you really think even psvr1 even though it never really like i've heard no one talk about psvr2 aside from launch week which i forgot happened until now nobody's talking about this thing who does who does want this right now i think i don't know i don't know not me you know what? They're putting as much marketing in this as Microsoft's putting into their first party marketing. Ooh, <laughs> he speaks oh, the hold truth. On, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Let's let's ooh. Yeah, that's pretty ahead. good. That's pretty good. By the way, uh less than three hundred thousand units was the rumor, uh the scuttlebutt around Twitter spheres of how many this thing has sold, which is not a lot considering how much money Sony spent on developing this thing. And what's the what's the ratio then of uh, PlayStations in the wild to via VRs? Because that's got to be like what we're talking about, like single digit percentage. Oh, I'm sure less than that, dude. Right? Because like, oh, you mean okay? Of how many P- have how many people have a PS5 and PSVR? You know what I mean? Like, there's millions of PSVR fives out there, and there's what three thousand? Right that's insane. PS5 that is an insanely low attach rate. Thirty-eight million just, units yeah. to three hundred thousand units of PSVR two. Do the math. Let's let's find out. Zero point one percent of PS5 people have <laughs> three hundred thousand divided by 
Uh, what did I say? 38 million. 0.0079%. I rounded up. That's a fucking That's a less player than a base percent. right there. That's a player base right there. Hell yeah, <laughs> Hell yeah. brother. That's when you want to support. Yeah. That's definitely going to get us those 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 triple A uh, VR experiences like the last of us that we want. Definitely, those are the numbers that are going to get that made. Mm-hmm. Call of the Mountain. Anyway, oh look, it's peak. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Confirmed. Yeah, uh, last week we we talked about the rumor on the show that uh, from Software's Armored Core Six Fires of Rubicon would de- uh, re- release in August. Got confirmation via gameplay trailer that yes. It is making Planetfall August 25th, 2023. Uh, let's wake up the dog. Woof, woof. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. It was a cool trailer. I, as someone who isn't uh, into the FromSoft games and didn't play Armored Core back in the game, uh, back in the day, um, this one looks really cool. Agreed. I think, honestly, this trailer might sell me on it, even though I know it's still difficult. <laughs> Well, hear me out, hear me out. I know it's <laughs> still difficult, but it's very different from their traditional games, so I feel like I might give this a shot. We'll see. Uh, Mechs are also cool by default. Yeah. I yeah. swallowed the wrong tube. <laughs> <laughs> God. Oh, he's still... <laughs> I can feel that pain. I can feel that pain. Oh, The pain is real. It's the fires of Rubicon in his throat. <laughs> it is, man. Let the fires burn, or let, whatever. Let the cinders burn. Damn, say right now, dude, I would not recommend this game to you. Oh, this I, is this is this is guaranteed to be the hardest from software game today. I am scared to play this game. You think so? I absolutely, dude. I'm terrified. I don't know. Would it? I have a question. I have a genuine question. Would okay. Armored Course was it five or six? Six. But armored there's like 15 core, of these. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm guessing it's like Final Fantasy, right? Um, armored Core 6. Would it still be the hardest uh, from soft game if they made Christian? <clears throat> Make no. me blush, the dude. Answers, no. Yeah. <laughs> You're making a joke, right? About. Yeah. Uh, like yeah, a, like penis, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Got. Just making sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be playing this. I'm gonna be buying this. I, I uh, read an article with the producer um, uh, of the game, and I watched Vati's video breaking down some of the gameplay elements. It looks like it's gonna be the most approachable Armored Core game to date. That said, Armored Core games are still very much intensive. They're very much like Mexim. They're difficulty curves of like uh, what do you what do you call that? The learning curve is is pretty steep. So I'm scared to be playing this game. It might be a game that I end up not even liking, but. I'm such a huge from software fan that I'm that I'm willing to give it a try. Hell yeah. Okay. Uh fair warning to everyone. If you're looking forward to Zelda, maybe mute some of those words online because uh Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom has leaked two weeks online before release. I looked up no other stuff beyond this because I didn't want to be accidentally spoiled. So I do not know details of the extent of what this is, but I know people are out there currently playing it. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. They've spoiled everything already. That Ganon just murders the entire universe. <laughs> Hell yeah! I'm kidding. I'm. I have entire read universe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Finally, one. I love this for you, Dan. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I, I didn't do any extra research either, but 
Um, okay. I knew that some like uh, what I saw was some streamers were had it early and they decided to play it because they like potentially ruining their lives. They didn't see the most recent uh, Nintendo uh, lawsuit, so they decided to do that. But um, yeah, uh, people have it, so yeah, stay stay alert, stay safe, stay safe out there, kids. <laughs> Uh, don't click on the Kotaku article too that says like everything we've learned from the leaks because because uh, because the title well. is correct. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take you one step <laughs> further. Don't, don't click on any Kotaku article. Just save yourself the hassle. Kotaku. I, I take it back. Gaming might still have some kind of pulse because Titanfall director Steve Fukuda is reportedly in early stages of developing an original IP game over at Respawn. Uh, very excited. Of course, uh, us here at PXN are very big Titanfall fans, so whatever uh, they're working on next is sure to be pretty good, hopefully. Just don't pay, play it on PC. <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> or release it when <laughs> other big games are coming out. Yeah. Okay. Fortnite fans, stand up! Uh, the Find the Force event is happening now, as of yesterday, May 2nd, on Fortnite. Uh, where you can play as uh, Anakin Skywalker from the prequels. I think uh, uh, Padme is in there as well. And, uh, of course, clone troopers, there's blasters, there's lightsabers. Oh, Darth Maul. Uh, and then, what did I say? Blasters, lightsabers, oh, and the Force. Of course, you can use the Force to, like, pick up rocks and stuff and throw it. Double jump Ooh. and stuff. May the force are there be with you. small children that are also able to be slaughtered en masse? If oh not, God. it's not really, it's not really a... <laughs> fairly accurate star wars prequel tie-in that's all i'm saying technically you that are slaughtering the movies technically you are slaughtering children who play fortnite that's also a good point dan that's actually a very good point <laughs> but the record show we are not actually murdering children <laughs> and we do not did. condone this behavior yeah <laughs> yep nor do we support yeah good, good call row uh gaming adjacent news this is all <laughs> movies. <and games. laughs> we we might. Yeah, no, that was a <laughs> Jesus. What's up, man? What? <laughs> Nothing. Go ahead. Gaming adjacent news. This is movies and TV stuff, but it all is all on video game adaptations. So, oh, thank you for whoever added this in. Yes, yes, I forgot to include this. Uh, we'll circle back to this at the end. Uh, Twisted Metal gets its first look. Uh, Twisted Metal, the TV series on Peacock, starring Anthony Mackie, gets its first look in trailer. The series premieres on July twenty seventh. I gotta say. I am still not excited for this. That poster was pretty bad. <laughs> pretty bad poster. Um, yeah, I, I'm same boat. Again, I, I think for this one in particular, it may just be that because I'm not a Twisted Metal person. Because like the one that we're going to talk about next, a lot of people on Twitter seem to be down with this for some reason. Um, it could be that they just knew that it, it might be good, bad to them. Mm. They know what they're getting yep. into. So they're they're just there for the ride, but I was surprised to see how many people were like, "Hell yeah, let's twist the metal's back, baby!" I was like, "Okay." So I have a twisted metal story, Ooh. but it's disgusting. So I'm gonna I'm gonna it's, I love it, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it to a vote. Are we doing some ISO Christian lore live on the show regarding twisted metal? Sort Everybody's of. gonna are vote yes. Passing. No. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So if you're eating, you may not want to be listening to this. I'm eating. So, back in the day, I was at my homie's house, my homie Jesus, shout out to him, we were best friends, and we were playing Twisted Metal on his PS2, or I guess PS1, um, one of those, and it, it, one of those, I think it was PS2, and suddenly, 
okay, I had issues in the bowels growing up, various constipations, and every now and then, like like a dam just bursting, I'd I'd you know I'd have to go, and so I was like, hey Jesus, I, I got to poop. Is it cool if I use your bathroom? I'm like, yeah, man, go for it. So I go to use his bathroom, do my business, done, done, cool, flush. Yep, it's not going down. It's not going down. Let what if I flushed again? Nope, it just like riz rose. It rose over the bowl line, (laughs) and and so I go back to the room and I'm like, hey, Jesus, I clogged your toilet. (laughs) It's oh, don't worry about it, bro. Just go tell my mom. You know, she'll clean it oh, up. Oh, no. And I'm like, no, I can't. I, I, I can't do this. It's, no, it's fine. Just tell her I did it. <laughs> I was like, so no. what did you tell like, so, so I'm like, no, no. <laughs> He's like, no, fine. Let's, just, let's go together. So we walk together. We go tell his mom that he clogged the toilet, right? And she goes, all right, go tell your sister to go clean it up. Oh, no. So... The sister that I kind of had like a crush on, she was like, the, she was in high school, I was in elementary school, you know, very cute girl, is having to go clean up my mess, I'll say. And this is where it gets really graphic, so hold your horses. Queso so we go, <laughs> in case it wasn't, yeah, so we go into the restroom, um, and she's like, he looks at it and immediately he's like, Jesus, go get a stick. But because I did it, I was like, oh, I'll, I'll get the stick. I go get it, I come back. She's like working it. We have to get a bucket as well from the garage to like scoop and pour in the trash. And then she's like, Jesus, what the fuck did you eat? And uh, I was I was just sweating and very embarrassed. And that's my twisted metal story. That was that was not a twisted metal. That's like saying I have like I have a Naruto story, and it's like I got married to my girlfriend, and there was Naruto play was playing in the background, like had nothing to do with Naruto. <laughs> this happened while we were playing Twisted Metal. We went back to playing it after. No, this happened because you didn't eat enough fiber. <laughs> I'm I was glad you told the story though. Anyway, my God. Okay, well, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on, the Gran Turismo movie got its first reveal. Or I guess its first trailer, I should say, not reveal. Uh, directed by Neil Blomkamp. This is exclusively in theaters coming this August. I gotta say, not a very impressive trailer. Seems like a kind of a generic uh, movie from Neil, if I'm being honest, but uh, I do gotta say, I I like the emphasis that is, like, required of racers that, like, yes, you still have to be athletic to some capacity. And I I like like they're really putting some emphasis on, like, game... Technicality is one thing, but you have to translate that into like real life skills as well. So it should be very interesting to see how how that crosses over. Inspired by true story as well. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask about. Like, so is that like a hundred percent of the story? Because sometimes they'll say like inspired by a true story, and then it's like nothing like the actual story. Is that like we won't know until the until we see it. That's fair. But like, it it is like I mean, I feel like there's at least like. (laughs) Based on a true story in terms of like some but something like this somewhat happened and then there's based on a true story like no this is a this is a character that exists in real life but we're kind of making it mm. more fun to so, watch and from what I understand this person did exist and does exist yes, and went I, from I, playing video games to becoming an actual professional driver yes no. the part the part where like the the race car forms around him actually happened <laughs> <laughs> with a what what do you say. <laughs> <laughs> there's a part of the tra- 
It's not even funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> What's going on? Oh god. <laughs> I'm glad Gage thought it was funny. At least. God damn it. Small brain rise up. Oh my god. Sorry, go is ahead. it even worth repeating, Ro? It's, is it it's worth not it? really. No. Okay. <laughs> I have FOMO. Oh. I want to know. I said you're asking the, what was real and what wasn't, and yeah. Christian said the part where the car forms around him was real. At the end of the trailer, yeah. <laughs> oh god. But Christian was actually going to say something intelligent. Silly. I think. Uh, I don't remember what it was. <laughs> It, it never is anyway, but I will. Yeah, I guess to to Rose' earlier point is like, yeah, that this this dude did exist. I remember like trying to keep up with it, and I, I ended up falling off. But yeah, like uh, you guys both covered it already. So you guys are, are I, looking forward to it though, Christian. I, I guess. Heard, yeah, <laughs> I, I I have the Regal card thing where it's like you know I have unlimited movies. I pay twenty bucks a month to watch limited movies. I'll see it that way. There you know. Go. Same with things like that exist in the states with your movie pass and all that. Like I don't understand how that makes any sense, but good for you, man. Movies, man. Now more than ever. If I had the option, I'd be all over that. Oh, someone's protesting. Mario movie. Moving on. Congratulations. <laughs> the Mario, the Super Mario Bros. movie from Illumination has now passed one billion dollars worldwide as of April thirtieth. Huge! I think it's the, the the biggest animated movie ever of all time. Crazy, a, a money wise. Yeah, I I apologize, Gage, but I have now seen this movie. My sister took me <laughs> to see it, so I went to see it without you. Um, you chose your sister over I, me. I did. I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. She wanted to really. She really wanted to see it. She went to Trinidad a week ago when the movie came out, and she's supposed to go with her friends. And her friends went without her, but mm. I also felt bad. So, so we, so we sounds went like your sister needs to pick better friends, and yeah. so do I. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. That's good. Fair. I walked into that one. Oh. <laughs> but it was good. I liked it. I, I see why people. Uh, I, I see why critics didn't like it. But as a fan of Mario, I loved it. It was really That's fun. exciting. Yeah. For posterity, it's worth mentioning that Roe gave this 3.5 stars on Letterboxd. I did. I did. Not a four. Three and a half. No heart. Just three and a half. No heart. I for forgot Ro. to like the, the, the movies these days. I should do that more often. Didn't like it that much. I guess. I guess not, yeah. How many stars is one heart worth, do you think? No, that's a whole topic, dude. That's a great question. That <laughs> that's is a, a whole thought. topic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gotta be three. Three or more for me. Wow, like? eh? or like, yeah, interesting. Okay, mm. see, the thing for me is like I, a movie can be bad and I can still heart it, you know what I mean? Yeah, Smoking Aces, baby. I love that movie, yeah. it's bad. I love that movie, definitely. Dan, Smoking okay, Aces that's is a fair. bad movie. No, that's fair. That's I love fair. it, but it's a bad movie. That's fair. Resident Evil movies, terrible movies, but I love them. <laughs> and there you go. go. Our last movie TV quick bite is that filming has concluded on season two of the Halo TV series on Paramount, uh, to which Gade said, oh, I loved all the production of this. Hopefully the writing is as good. Something like that. Yeah, more or less. The writer's strike is, is happening right now. <laughs> is that going to affect I, it or is this too yes, far? Yes, it will. Well, well it's, it's already if, done. If they, if they finished filming oh, finished season it. two. I'm sorry. 
You're right. That's not true, Dan. Um, You're probably writing, how does that work? On, <laughs> writing, writing occurs uh, on set all the time. Like any changes to a script while filming is considered writing and is considered crossing that picket line. But the filming it's, is done. So isn't yeah. it just in the editing phase? Oh, I'm sorry. The, the filming. Uh, yes. Yeah. yes. That was my bad. Like, I was confused. I'm back there. <laughs> all right. Let's dial it back. The filming's done. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Oh, so how much well, power do these writers have? If they have to do any reshoots. <laughs> True. And they're messed mm, Yes. Uh, whoever added this, help me out here, but we got confirmation that Xbox, uh, the UI redesign is finally happening. I don't know when that's coming, but I did see uh, some images floating on Twitter. And people are saying that it looks uh, uh, like a, a step up to what uh, we currently have now, correct? It is. Yes. It's a huge step up because you can see your background, which is... So bizarre to me that Xbox has offered so much personalization going back like the three or four different UI redesigns they've had. They've always done such a great job with functionality and the background has always been blocked by tiles one way or another. So this is a this is a good step forward. I still wish that the bottom row like it should be one row of apps. Like I hate that they have to have their one section of of ads all the time. I still think it's this is mm. this is better. This is a step in the right direction, but I still feel like I would much rather see a background to whatever. And here's Dan. Thing. Let's hear it. Those ads will never go away. We'll no, never, I know. Yeah, I, but 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 there's I see. I know they'll never go away, but I don't think that there's any justification for that because I was thinking about it. For some reason, it popped into my head that when I said I love the PS5 UI design when I first got it, and you guys were like, "What? That's crazy." I was, about it. I was like, what do I like about the PS5? I was like, oh, because when I'm hovering over a tile, it just shows me things related to the game. If yeah. I'm on my home, I want something, I only want to see stuff related to my home, which for me is the games I'm currently playing, one row of apps, and my background. That's all I want to see. I don't want to see Warzone Season 3 Reloaded play as Kobe Bryant or whatever <laughs> is going on. I don't want to see that. I don't care. You play as Kobe now? I don't know. Somebody. I guess I guess when you boot up the PlayStation, it always puts you on like the discover tab where like it's just, you know, news updates what's happening. There are those ads there and you then you tab over not tab, but like just move the cursor over one and then you're on your the rest of the tile. So I guess I feel like it puts me to when I oh, maybe when you're talking from hard shut off, maybe mine's only ever in rest mode. But when I boot up my Hell PS5, no, I, like I rest mode. I swear it just puts me right back to whatever game I was playing. If I was playing The Last of Us and booted the PC down. Out. PS5 down, it puts me on the last of us. You know, it's I could wow, be wrong. Wow, Christian's booting that up. You know, what's funny? Every everyone I've seen a lot of people like saying how good this looks. It's literally the same thing, it's just they made the tiles a little bit smaller. Like, no, they, they got rid down. of two rows, didn't they? No, I don't believe so. They because that was like scrolling before. I'm pretty sure they just made the two rows smaller, unless I'm mistaken. Pretty sure they just made those two rows smaller and just pushed them to the bottom of the screen. Well, Either is this released already. Uh, no. Either way, you can now see you can now see sixty percent of your background yeah. instead of the twenty five percent it is now currently. It is still fair. wish we could get closer to eighty percent, but I'll take sixty because I've taken some great screenshots and that's the only place I want to use them. Uh, I think Dan is right. I'm looking. I think at what the current UI is, and it's just two rows. Yeah. Uh, but the tiles are much are larger and more prominent, so okay. they're just smaller and now moved down to the bottom. Yeah, uh, I think this is in preview now to answer your question in uh, alpha skip ahead, I believe. 
So yeah, I don't think there's any official ETA, but it's yeah on the way. Yeah, we'll be here shortly. Thank God. <laughs> I what happened on okay. the? Hmm? I was gonna I was gonna ask uh, what happened for the PS5 uh, update, Christian. Yeah, I had the wrong HDMI on. I was like, why is it not loading? <laughs> uh, so from Resmo with no game on, it puts me on the explore page immediately. So I see like Fortnite event, my news from PlayStation, whatever, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And then you move over one. It's my most current played game. Okay. Now the question is, were you on the explore page when you put it in Resmo? <laughs> yes, that's a fair question. <laughs> no, no, probably not. <laughs> All right, you so need to go over to a game, start it up. Then I want you to close the game down. <laughs> then I want you to turn That's off your PS5 and That's turn too it back much. on. We'll wait. <laughs> too much. Wait, what am I looking at here? We're on street meetings. This is from last week, eh? Right? This is last week's? Yeah, oh. that was last week. The only street meet I'm aware of is that one account on Twitter was like, oh, there are rumors that there is a uh, Sony showcase happening in May with all these games and that's and i was like that seems like a lot of stuff i don't know if we're seeing that much and i don't know if that's true uh can you send that to the private chat i want to take a look at that because oh, jeff grubb is, is also jeff grubb has also been on the record for a while saying that the showcase is happening in may you didn't say what games will be there you're lying nope jeff grubb the man himself the grubby grubby I found it found it found the tweet huge pl- this is co- this is coming from rhino the bouncer pays for oh, twitter yeah. Who says huge PlayStation showcase? I'm, I have to. I have to just let you know. Huge PlayStation showcase has long been rumored to take place in May with a uh, rocket emoji. Uh, here are the games that supposedly are confirmed. They have check marks next to them. Uh, Wolverine from Insomniac, Spider-Man Two, which sure, but we also remember we got a rumor that there was supposed to be a large push for this game happening sometime in August. Stellar Blade, cannot wait. Sure. Silent Hill 2, the remake from Bloober. Last of Us multiplayer. I'm not convinced. Huh. I am. It'll be there. <laughs> Death Stranding 2? Maybe. Ghost of Tsushima 2? Really? I don't think so. Sony Santa Monica new IP? Really? Maybe. All of those things. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah there's more. So. <laughs> ben Studios new IP? Sure, guy. Bungie new IP. No way. We know there may may be happening, but not yet. Hold up, though. It's going to be the greatest showcase of all time. Uh, It has been. It'll be be close to two years that they've had since they've had a major showcase by the time this comes. So, I mean, it's. Yes, they didn't do one last year. They only did directs. Oh, okay. I I don't mean. Yeah. All right. Um, Yeah, I'm not saying all of this. Lots of us multiplayer is guaranteed to be there. There's no way. You really think Neil's going to walk on stage and say, hey, guys, he's going to say again for the fourth time. You know you're excited just a little bit soon. We're going to sh- No, they're going to show something, even if it's an, o- an engine trailer or something. Absolutely, Last of Us multiplayer is there. No way it's not. We'll see. I hope so. I hope so. And Wolverine. I want that. Wolverine. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Are we going to see Wolverine at the same time we're going to see Spider-Man 2? I, I seriously We did the last that. time. Yeah, but that was a reveal, like a teaser announcement, and Spider-Man's a lot closer to coming out. I don't see Right, them. but we could see, we could see a Spider-Man 2 deep dive and maybe just a Wolverine in-engine sort of like... Yeah. But why would they like, do that again, though? Like, they already kind of did that. With why does... Okay, well, crazy. first of all, Dan, why is Sony doing any of the things it's been doing the last year and a half? That's... <laughs> we can start there. Jim Ryan. <laughs> 
Oh, there, I thought there was going to be more to this. Okay, yeah, so we'll see. Keep an eye on PXN to see if this is true or not. We'll break the news. We won't break the news, but we'll talk about it. Oh, we'll break it. We'll, we'll get all the sources. <laughs> Why don't you break my back, dude? Anyway, <laughs> moving on to PXN News of the Week. We have one item here. Why only one? Because it's kind of a big one. Today, Microsoft... We're waving to Lynn. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize she was there. Today. Microsoft has announced that June's Xbox Showcase is officially coming Sunday, June 11th at 10 a.m. Pacific. And yes, the Starfield Direct, I think, is happening uh, during this time as well. Right after? Right after. It's unclear. Right after. Oh, sorry. Followed by the Starfield Direct. Yes. Now, is this a little bit of damage control given the Redfall kind of reviews dropping yesterday and today? Absolutely. However, <laughs> we're expecting probably some big stuff here. What are we expecting? Hellblade, send you a saga? Question mark? Absolutely, yeah. That Hollow Knight? Was... Silk Song? Oh, God. Probably. So... That's a safe bet. <laughs> Actually, that's, yeah. Indiana Dude. Jones? Wonder Woman? I'm just throwing stuff out. What, I... do you guys, what do you expect to see? I think if there's any reshuffling going on right now, which is not which is you know has happened in the past things have been shuffled very close to when they're supposed to go and we still have a decent amount of time but i think if there's any reshuffling going on they are probably going to be taking out their long away announcements and putting in screen time for games that they think are going to do really well and like indies that people are really excited for um i think it's a safe bet that we're going to see a lot of those games that are close to being done on their way out within the next year and that have really positive buzz and or Microsoft slash Xbox is like faithful and like, and mm-hmm. sort of like uh convinced will do well. I think they're going to start putting those front and center because Xbox has an optics issue. That's only been getting worse this past, you know, year and a half, two years. And they really got to get some, they got to get some excitement generated. And there are ways to do that. I think the the a big one that Dan has been predicting for a long time was the announcement, official announcement uh, in the West of the um, Game Pass family plan, which yes. I think would would be huge for a lot of people, uh, since you know they they tie in Game Pass to a lot of their their directs. Usually, you know, they're not uh, afraid from shying away from being like every game that you just saw is available day one on Xbox Game Pass. Like they love reminding people of that. So. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see something like this happen as well. well. Dan, any specific games you're excited for or hoping that show up? Before I before I go into the games, to address sure, sure. your first question, this is absolutely them trying to pivot the conversation because this was already announced on March 9th. Literally, <laughs> they already announced the, the date and the, the event, and they also said the Starfield Direct is coming directly after... Uh, the game showcase. They announced it that because they were worried about people freaking out about Starfield not being shown off at their last uh, event that they held. So, yes, this is absolutely a pivot away from the conversation of Redfall because it's already been announced. Like, I don't what? know. Was it the whole? I, I thought their announcement no, was Dan's, like, no, Dan's was 100% right. right. Really? It was no, the whole there's, thing? There's yeah, zero new information. Zero new information with this oh. big tweet push. Yes. Yeah. Everything I, has I think, been said before. I think the only new information is the time because they had now uh, they announced the date and they announced that Starfield Direct was coming right after the conference. 
but right so the specific 2 p.m eastern yes. or whatever it is that's the only new piece of information correct yeah, yeah which is yeah that's insane to me huh. i will say that at work then because i don't know if a lot of people even remembered the original merch and right. when they saw this like wow really when which they is saw this on twitter yeah. is that also not a symptom of like like xbox not being like i don't know like the fact that people forgot and are now thinking that this is a new announcement. Yes, like, yeah. Is that also a s- symptom of like how Xbox has been doing lately in terms of optics? Because like that's not a really good thing either, right? You don't want people mm. forgetting. Oh yeah, they're having a big showcase. I forgot. <laughs> Meanwhile, on the Sony side of things, we're all sitting here fucking clamoring, waiting for that, right? Mm. Yeah. It, mm. <laughs> we, we can get, we, we can <laughs> we can uh, dig deeper on this uh, in in tots for sure. Yeah. For now, we could we could still talk a little bit about what stuff we were expecting to see because yeah. I, I think kind of the conversation right now that they're trying to pivot from is like what is what is the current lineup of of Microsoft games looking like? What can we be excited for? Because I think this year the big titles were um, Redfall and Starfield, uh, with you know I, of course uh, shout out to Hi-Fi Rush which happened earlier this year that was, that was great for them, and then I think uh, Forza Horizon not sorry not Horizon Forza Motorsport. Uh, is in the periphery as well, coming I think later this year or early next. I can't quite remember, but yeah, Xbox fans are clamoring to know what else is coming from from Xbox, and I think this is a now more than ever would be a great time to be like, this is our lineup. Dave to K three. There's no way, Gage. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. There's no way. Say unless we get like a super early in engine thing, because Undead Labs is one of the worst in terms of technical like expertise like you all of their games your mouth i'm not saying like negatively i love state of decay i'm just saying like in terms of technology like their tech is always a little jagged and buggy and stuff and i feel like they're gonna need more time to like polish that but i think we're gonna get a big look at uh you know obviously senua saga hellblade 2 because I think that game's coming out in the fall. I know they haven't announced that, but that game's been in development for so long. We've seen it so many years in a row now. I feel like that game's ready. Um, so I think we'll get a good look at that. I think we'll get a, and also we're kind of teasing ourselves because I'm sure we're going to have an episode of predictions, mm-hmm. but uh, I also think sure. we're going to get Avowed because Avowed was also announced a long time ago, and um, that's being worked on by the other team at Obsidian, not the team that made Outer Worlds. So they've been working on it for a long time now. I, I think we'll we'll get at least gameplay of Avowed, maybe maybe a bit more than that too. The even and throw this in there too, possibly a tiny little teaser of the next Gears of War. Mm. I think you. I think you're onto something. I think. I think in the next two to three weeks we should have an episode where we um, predict the summer, all the summer bullshit. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) The summer bullshit predictions. (laughs) That okay. Somebody titled that. That's coining summer bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. Summer bullshit predictions. What a. What about Fable? The announcement was 2020, right? Or is it too soon for that still? Three years since they reveal. Probably not gonna talk about that just be nice yet, to right? get an update, I guess. Yeah. That's the only thing that I thought of <laughs> when it comes to Xbox. Like I can That's really from think Playground, of Playground. Right? Yeah. Think yeah. So. Fable. Yeah. yeah. So here here's an interesting question, gentlemen. Since Xbox is kind of they're in optics damage control mode now, I think until 
until the tide starts turning back in their favor. Do they even dare to mention Perfect Dark? No, there's no, no. way. There's no, no way. I don't think so. Right? Yeah. They they keep that bad boy locked in no. the closet. <laughs> that thing. That thing's in the basement, yeah. locked up, chained up. That and that's don't another. Worry about it. That's another illustration of Microsoft's failures because the initiative has literally fallen apart. There's reports that the initiative is down to less than thirty people that work there now, and that was My supposed. God. To, yeah. Quadruple was, A. <laughs> yeah, that was supposed to be their Santa Monica studio that combated Sony Santa Monica. Oh, no. It's just like they haven't held the the talent. They haven't. I don't know what's going on there, but it is not going well. It, now, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Quadruple A. I forgot about that. That's funny. Not good. No bueno. Triple A. Triple A is already precarious that, enough. Can't imagine that, one more A. And that's pretty much a Crystal Dynamics game at this point. Like, yep. they were brought in to yeah, co-develop sure. it, but really, yeah, that's their baby now. You're my baby. <laughs> <laughs> How does that work? <laughs> Papa? <laughs> Hold on, I'm writing something in the document. Someone kill like 30 seconds. Less. You know what we're not going to see, Gage? We're not going to see another Halo game announced at this time. <laughs> I fucking hope so. We're <laughs> not going to. There's no way. I know. At this point. I know. I hope, I hope we never see Halo again. Gage! No. Oh my god. <laughs> Just never. <No. laughs> the chief is dead. Stop. For real this time. <laughs> When are we going to see Chief's video game ass? Uh, anyway, let's move on into our uh, fantasy draft check-in. Of course, Redfall scores have come out. I think it's currently sitting at a 65 on Open Critic. Oof. Uh, and of course, <laughs> Roe counterpicked it. And Gage, I think, had drafted it onto his. Sorry, uh, 62. Yeah. Why do you think Roe's all bubbles and sunshines this episode? Let's <laughs> go. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> I was scared shitless when you guys were talking about how great great Arcane was. I was like, Dude, did I make the wrong decision? We, we've been on a roller coaster right. with this game. It has. This That's has true. been such a, such a roller coaster. My God. Christian? Six weeks ago, I made a thumbnail, episode 183, titled Redfall. Game of the Year contender? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> that was the one that I, that, I think that was the episode where I was like, maybe I should drop this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I think wow. we all had high expectations for this game, given. Yeah. But you know what's funny is that 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 was. I mean, nobody. I mean, we have to own the whole you know game of the year contender. That was definitely our decision. But the feeling of this game what has been like it's been a roller coaster with everyone. Like everyone was mm -hmm. buzzed about this game, and then everyone kind of got a little worried when it wasn't getting marketing, and then everyone was buzzed again when they drop another great trailer, and then you know the IGN gameplay came out, and everybody's like, Ugh. so this has been like a very tumultuous ride to launch. Yeah, you know, and it's here. No, it's here. No, it's here. <laughs> I don't mean to point this out, Gage, but uh -oh. I do believe this is the first the first game that we've ever drafted with a negative point. Is that right? I don't think we've ever had one under seventy. Never or on Ooh, this in this right. one and our yeah in our turn like oh. last one or this one. I don't think we've ever had a below seventy. Huh. Good. I think so last I'm glad year got close with a sixty or a seventy. Or seventy-one, yeah. yeah. So you're saying that the like, this is I, I've won something finally. I've won the award <laughs> for the first time that some of us got negative points. Oh wait, the first loser. I yeah. think I'm one of wrong. mine might have. Scorn. Scorn got a sixty-nine. Uh, hell yeah. yeah. See, okay. Servingly so. And now I think I picked that up, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, you sucked at this too. <laughs> 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 This brings uh let's look at our new title uh total here. 
uh, in fourth, still me. I gotta, I gotta step it up here. Mm-hmm. Um, total points eleven. I'm in fourth place. Gage, right behind you, right behind you. Third place <laughs> with seventeen points. In second is Roshan with twenty three. And that's it. That's everyone. And that's everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 Dan, Dan, of course, fuck me in first with ninety two. Jeez, triple digits. Yeah. They, oh they say God. they say I have the best taste. Jesus, I don't man. think that's true. I think you just <laughs> lobby and you get into you get into. We all know your tactics behind the scenes. What you do, you grease, <laughs> you grease hands and fingers. It does. He does. He's a greasy boy. Who am I? Whose hands am I greasing? Any ones you can get your slippery little hands on. Hey, yeah, little slut. Anyway, uh, <laughs> next week, Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom releasing uh, May twelfth, <laughs> and Saliva Gang PDX. That's me. As uh, of course drafted it earlier when we did this. So I literally can't believe it. Every time I see that, Dana's like, no way, "That's next week." I'm so. That's excited. next week. I don't I believe it. I have to pre-order it somehow. And right, you wanted the physical. There's, mm-hmm. there's no way that doesn't skyrocket him to se- second place, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I hope so. I hope the game hope does. Yeah. <laughs> Ro, are you picking up physical? I would love to. I haven't pre-ordered it either, though. Um, but if I get that chance, like if I go in, yeah, I, I don't understand why they can't because it's not. Well, actually, no. I, I take that back. Nintendo does actually give you the cartridges. I was going to say it's going to mm-hmm. be a digital code anyway. I lick them, but no, they actually. Yes, they do, they're delicious. <laughs> Christian, you had a phenomenal comment in our chat that made us think about you know digital versus physical, especially with Nintendo, and like. You sent the message that, uh, well, I'm buying physical because I don't trust Nintendo with, you know, games still working in the future. Uh, and I was like, I was about to respond like, well, no, I'm just going to uh, keep it on my SD card and I can just put it somewhere. And then I read, you can't use the SD card on another switch without formatting mm-hmm. it, which is the dumbest yeah. thing I've ever heard of. I'm like, <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh. God. I. I, to be fair, I also own a lot of games digitally. The ones I, I don't care quite too mm. much about. I probably shouldn't have been doing that, but you know, for a game that's that's as big as Zelda, I would like to keep physical first. I, I mean, I still every now and then will play my N sixty four cartridges, and the day that those stop working is going to be a very sad day for me. So, I went to Target online to see if I can pre order uh, Tears of the Kingdom, and I could, but it's delivery only. I can't like walk in and pick it up, and it's right next to the gym, so I was kind of bummed because mm. I. I don't want to wait for it. I just want to go grab it. Okay. Let's move on over into what you got for me. If you missed this, I'll just say it. Whatever. I guess I shouldn't have wasted time writing it then. Uh, if you're playing either Redfall or Star Wars, this is a message to, to us in the mm-hmm. podcast t- talking. Don't talk about it in depth until the topic of the show. Okay? Swag. Daniel, with that said, what are you playing? Yes, sir. I finished super mario 3d world the base product okay Got it. finished it went over to bowser's fury hold on I'm the like, secret levels too the one the like the the challenge levels yes the star you. star levels those were incredibly much Congrats. more difficult yeah they were much more difficult and they were much more satisfying too i agree with you that last level really gave me hell i was really yeah it took me like two or three days. No, it was it was awesome once I completed it. So 
kudos to you. That one part, I, I can't re- I think this was the last level, but the one there was one part where you had um bullet uh people, I forget what they're called, bullets coming out bullet of bills? Their, Yeah, bullet bills coming out of the things and you had to time it just perfectly to like <laughs> bounce off of each one to go up three tiers to climb to the top. I cannot tell you how frustrated I was at that. I could not get it up to the top for so long. The the very ending of that where like you're on the um like a track where the like it it infinitely boosts you and you have to collect the coins and there's like the the lasers. That the number of times I lost there. Yeah. Mm. It was very tough. Very frustrating. Yes. Uh well and tough, yes. But um, Bowser's Fury? Sorry, I interrupted you. No, you're good. Um, yeah, I moved over to Bowser's Fury, which uh, I started that. I haven't gotten too deep into it yet because uh, I kind of went to bed um, right after that. But uh, I am very much interested because it's like I didn't realize Bowser's Fury was, is almost like an open world experience, which threw me for a loop because I went in there and I was like, wait a minute, where are the levels? Where I'm in like all the levels. the levels. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah looking around and there's different areas that's really cool so uh yeah yeah excited to finish that i've been playing it at night so very cool uh i've also been playing star wars jedi survivor a bit um i'll talk about that i guess more later because i don't really have too much to say anyways about it because i only played like uh two hours of it roughly um thus far but yeah more to come uh okay And also one last little tidbit I want to throw in. I really like the narrative events that they're doing with Halo Infinite. Like season three's first narrative event I thought was really cool. Now, don't get me wrong. Extremely bite-sized. There's it's very, very short cinematics, but I really like what they're where they're taking um, this multiplayer story. I think it's really cool. And the fact that they they use your multiplayer character in the um, cinematics now, very cool as well. Kind of a throwback to Halo Reach in that regard. Um, yeah, and they're, the most recent one is teasing something big for Season 4 that I am very excited about if it is going to happen. I don't want to spoil it if anybody doesn't already know. But, yeah. And I, and I don't know. <laughs> Roshan? Yes, sir. Um, Christian wrote in the doc, I bet Rose says, quote, nothing. And Christian, you're right. I have absolutely <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Again, for what what I think is a month now, maybe. <laughs> um, but I'll be damned. Swag. The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is coming out next week. And if I don't have something to say the week after next week, because it comes out after Wednesday next week, you guys can do whatever you want to me. Oh, hell yeah <laughs> have your way with me but Whoa. uh yeah, oh my god <laughs> next week next week will probably be nothing again but i swear to jesus if the week after i haven't played tears of the kingdom yet something is very wrong something is very, very wrong check yeah. it on you yep <laughs> okay there you have it let's fight row <laughs> um i finally sat down and, and beat uh re4 remake fun game I, I think I ended up loving the original. I think I like the original more. Uh, RE4 remakes were still a great time, though. Four out of five stars on Backlogged. Follow me. No more to say about that. Um, 
I've been playing, of course, a lot more of Destiny 2. I finally did the uh, the most recent raid included in Lightfall, I think, which is the Roots of, Night Roots of Nightmare yes. raid. Way easier than I was anticipating it. It is not a complex raid at all, and I think I ran it in just over an hour without knowing much of the mechanics. But still, like, gorgeous to look at. I, I, I really do enjoy the Destiny raids, regardless of their length or complexity, or lack thereof, I guess. Uh, and then I've been playing Guardian games as of uh, yesterday's reset. Uh, I don't know why hunters aren't going to win anyway. Uh, but <laughs> here we are, trying nonetheless. <laughs> Titan, oh, I swear to God, if you're a Titan, I'm, I'm leaving this call. Dan or, or yeah, piece I'm of a shit. Titan. <laughs> with Titan, Titans haven't won. I think hunters were the ones who won, won last time. I think. I think hunters have ever won. Or I think I'm, yeah, I think I'm, I might mis misremembering. I think Titans did win last time, actually. Hunter, <laughs> hunters are the goat. Oh. I hate that I have to support Dan, but he's right. <laughs> Why do you hate that? <laughs> oh, man. And they're not. Yeah. We're so useless. Guys have All capes, though. We do have capes and add clearing capabilities, but we don't have wells or bubbles. Correct. Thank God. Thank God they're, uh, for next season, they're changing the uh, Titan shoulder charge to consume melee ability. It's only 15%, but God, it's such a nightmare in PvP. I don't like that change. God. Why am I back into Destiny, man? Why am I back in it? Gotcha. Gage, what are you up to? I, I'm surprised I didn't say this last time. I must have forgot. I've been replaying The Last of Us Part 2 because Ooh. of watching the uh. show. And uh, yeah, surprise, surprise, the game's still a masterpiece. And I have not, my uh, opinion of it has not soured at all. The game is fantastic. Oh my God. I'm uh about halfway, I feel like I'm gonna. I'm not gonna talk specific spoilers, but I'm gonna talk about exactly where I am because the game's been out long enough. I feel like that I should be at least be able to talk about it. So I'm playing as Abby now, and who I remember this. I remember distinctly the first time I played this game. That that is when the uh, structure yes. choice really hit me. Where when you open up Abby's inventory and you realize you have to do everything all over again. I did remember, like, the first time I played it, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I I did not think it was cool. I was not on the page that Neil wanted me to be at at this time, where I was just like this. Like, aside from... It's completely separate from character and story. It was all about gameplay. I was like, this is stupid. I don't like this. But now playing it a second time and knowing the whole kind of reason of everything, like, I'm playing through it. I'm really enjoying the set pieces more. I'm enjoying the um, character animations. I'm still a little bit bothered by the last of us part one remake because i was i was yeah. dead set after playing the last of us part two i was like oh this is cool this is like ellie's clearly the female um character animations and and uh, abby's the masculine female and our uh, masculine animation so in the remake they'll like use like it'll be in this engine it'll be cool and then we got the remake and it was kind of like a remaster or whatever what it ended up being but either way i'm enjoying it i love i love playing as abby i love her Close combat animations and how fucking brutal she is it's great it's good stuff story i still feel like is a little bit weaker on on her side of things um but having a good time playing it and oh my god this game i don't understand how this launched on a ps4 still it doesn't make any sense black magic it's really the only explanation how do any games get made seeing some of them is like how is this working even especially there's, the, there's I, a especially, so go ahead go ahead there's a scene that someone posted not too long ago of like Ellie um, 
when she removes her shirt mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like like there's like no clipping it's just like one continuous take of like that shirt being taken off and like there's like no artifacting like just it flows it's very cool i don't know how these artists do it grand theft auto 5 when you get in and out of water i'm still baffled to this day how that works like it mm-hmm. the water only gets wet up to however high you go in the water like so mm-hmm. that's actually the perfect segue into what i was about to say is that like PS4, it's like, oh, you know, how games got launched. That's an even better example. That thing launched on a console with <laughs> yeah. 500 megabytes of VRAM. How does that make sense? That's yeah. insane. Which is why I, when people are like, people on gaming Twitter like to pretend that they're not excited about Grand Theft Auto 6. I'm like, well, you clearly don't have remember history because there are mm-hmm. certain studios that exist and there's only a handful of them. That are Rockstar. like they change the tide of gaming, and Rockstar and Naughty Dog are those are those studios. RDR two is also like insane. Stuff, dude. You know what I mean, I saw somebody. I just saw a clip on TikTok of somebody no clipping and like showing off uh, the uh, the volumetric clouds, and I was like, this doesn't make <laughs> sense. This doesn't make sense. This game should not look this good. But specifically, Last of Us Part Two is what I've been playing, and that's what I've been noticing. It is insane. Oh, that game's so good. All right. We've had our fun talking about games that are good. Now let's talk about <laughs> games. <laughs> now let's talk about games that have. I'm not. I'm not gonna say that are bad or not good, but that uh, have some issues. Bad. I'll, I'll say it that way. Oh. Well, one of these is bad. One of these uh, will be fixed soon, or is is being fixed now. Let's talk about it. Dan mentioned Jedi Survivor, Star Wars Jedi colon Survivor, the newest game from EA Respawn. Um, this thing launched. Granted. All the love for its story, for its characters, for its open world, for its uh, art design, lauded, justified. However, what is not justified is the current trend of developers and publishers releasing games that are not well optimized for PC, let alone not even well optimized for for current hardware even. Uh, Click on this first YouTube link that I sent. Okay, it has Digital Foundry labeled this. Uh, the worst AAA port of 2023, P- PC port of 2023 so far, because there's sure to be more on the way, and it's it's happened so many. T- we just saw The Last of Us. Sony was very happy to be like, you know what? Ship it. Fuck it. We're going to make money on it. So why not release The Last of Us Part 1 on PC? Because people are going to buy it anyway. Yeah. And that's the current trend, right? Um, so Star Wars Jedi Fallen, sorry, Survivor was not was not it poor performance not just on pc on consoles as well uh, i think there was l- there's obviously less kind of like bugs and stuff happening on consoles but i i think it was pretty bad on ps5 and a bit better on xbox or vice versa one of, one of the other two but of course pc was was the worst, worst of it glitches you're loading in and you can't see anything uh it's just like black screens the list goes on and on and on to the point where there were negative scene reviews just flooding i think it was like in the yeah 31 percent mostly negative review scores on steam i think it's now up in the 50s now that some of the patches have come out and respawn had to come out and quote unquote quote unquote emphasize that apologize for the pc version but they pretty much blamed it on people who have high-end pcs who are running it on windows 11 or, or 10 with like some insane stuff and it's like no dude like if you go watch uh skill ups review on on jedi survivor he's like using like the most beast machine you can possibly get and he is not even able to hit 60 fps on the lowest settings this is just indicative of poor pc optimization uh 
not unlike the trends that we've seen. And we got news that the Jedi Survivor director refused another delay. Saw, knew the team needed more time, saw what games were releasing around summer, and was like, fuck it, we'll just uh, release it now anyway. Mm-hmm. How are we feeling about this? Uh, Dan, you've played it. Uh, what's your experience been like? Granted, you're only a little bit in. Yeah, uh, man, I, I didn't know that about the uh, director saying or, or basically pushing the game out before it was ready. That's very disappointing to hear, especially from Respawn, which I feel like has done a pretty good job of uh, releasing fully um, fledged products, I'll say. Um, so that is disappointing. Um, what I'll say thus far is... And this is granted before the patch came out yesterday. There was a patch that released yesterday on consoles. I haven't played it since that patch launched. Um, So all of my thoughts are before that patch. Uh, I've had quite a bit of issues even playing on performance mode, which I'm surprised about because I felt like playing in performance mode with variable refresh rate. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to have a terrible time with this. And... I was playing quite a bit like I played two hours like you were saying, but um, there was especially early in the game. There's a lot of sections where the frame rate drops like significantly where it's noticeable when you're trying to, you know, turn around a corner or whatever. Your uh, thumbsticks aren't really reacting in the same way. I'm very sensitive to that kind of stuff. And I'm surprised because with variable refresh rate, that shouldn't exist, especially my TV supports variable refresh rate. So I almost wonder if something's going on with the game that it's not supporting that, because if that's theoretically supported, I shouldn't feel as much of that happening um, if frame rates are dropping like that, uh, especially if it's not that significant. That's very concerning to me uh, in that regard. Yo. For, I guess for your sake, I will say that uh, I saw some mutuals talking on Twitter saying that they felt that quality mode. Yep is actually running the game better than performance mode. So I... Uh, I yeah, go ahead. No, no, keep going. Uh, for whatever reason, yeah, uh, quality mode, at least like entering some of the open world spaces and then some of the linear spaces, there's like less frame rate dips and more frame rate... Uh, what are they? What is the thing? Not consistency or frame rate... Yeah. Pacing, I think. Frame time? Um, or... I don't know. More consistent frame time? Yeah, yeah is, is, is more stable on quality than it is in performance mode. Gotcha. And Which is strange because I follow your logic, Dan. Like I would have thought the same thing. Let me put it to variable refresh rate so that if it needs to chug and go to right. forty, like oh, it'll it'll just do that. But that's that's surprising that you had issues with that. Yeah. Yes. And um, yeah, Ryan McCaffrey said the same thing you were saying, Christian. And I saw his tweet, and that's when I went back in and played for about a half hour. And I played for a half hour on gra- graphics or quality mode, and mm. I was like, I can't do it. <laughs> I literally can't. I just. My brain is so used to playing Halo Infinite's multiplayer at 120 frames per second that if I go to a 30 frames per second game, like, I can't do it anymore. It literally, my brain just, everything looks like it's chugging, the environment's moving. I just can't. It's it's not a good experience for me. And, and like, come on. Like, we spent money on these consoles and if you're playing on a pc you spent more money on making a powerful pc to run these games ea is charging 70 dollars. the teams knew that it was not ready to to go it needed more time and they said well let's let's ship it anyway it's close enough like when we're this far in should we not expect the quality to be a bit higher than what we're getting yeah absolutely yeah i don't 
I don't think it's a widespread issue or anything like that, but I think it is important to know that toxic positivity does exist. And I think, I think we're getting to the point where publishers are realizing that they can use it as a shield, right? They can use the, what we see on gaming Twitter, which is very much like, Hey, devs works really hard on this. And if you uh, shit on this game in, in any way, then you're being toxic and you're not appreciating the hard work that went into it. And it's like, no, because I can guarantee you every single one of these games that's launched in a poor state that was not that was not a surprise to the dev team. They were probably like, "Hey, this game's not finished. We need to work on it, right?" But you need to be able to criticize these companies without people correcting you or like saying that you shouldn't, because you're exactly right, Christian. People have spent money on these consoles. People have spent money on their computers. And the specific thing with that quote that you shared, where they were kind of like the half apology, where they said um, they specifically mentioned that mixing. Uh, they tried to. How did they try to play oh, away? DLSS said, or something? Or no, they said that uh, a lot of these issues come when mixing high end components with low end components. And yet, I've seen oh. countless videos of people with like a Ryzen 9 9500 and a 4080, all top of the line specs, and the game's still chugging. Right. So that yeah, that that apology, quote unquote, was that just kind of made things worse. I think because that came off very much as them trying to kind of dismiss any sort of criticism, but I think it's important that from a consumer standpoint that we do criticize these companies. It doesn't mean that we hate developers. Um, Some people can't tell the difference between publishers and developers. That's just going to, that's never going to change. Some people are ignorant and don't understand, but to dismiss the majority of criticism on a small few really holds it. I'm realizing that it kind of just gives like these publishers a shield and they can kind of like hide behind that and say like, well, Hey, we don't, we don't tolerate any sort of harassment. It's like, well, no, no, no. You guys are screwing over your customers, right? And again, you guys, meaning the people that actually make these decisions, not the art team, not the gameplay designers, the people that actually have power in this decision, same as Halo, same as any of these controversies we've talked over in the last two years. Like, it's just getting more and more and more mainstream. And I think publishers are just getting bolder and bolder and thinking that Mm. they can get away with it. Because, like, tech is more powerful now but it's not like i don't know somebody else take i'm so angry i'm so heated <laughs> oh, thank you. i don't think there's any excuses go ahead somebody no, else go, go ahead christian you haven't said the, the, the thing for me is like and that's a great point to, to i guess even reiterate is like yeah no dev wants their game to release in a poor state they want their game to be the best thing it can be yes. right we're not we're not blaming them at all that's a that's a great point to to even yeah that i want to reiterate but the thing for me is like Oh my god, I lost the point. Ah! <laughs> Could I... Jump in. Don't have it, uh, based, on, based off of what Gage was saying and the toxic positivity of it all, I don't even have much to add, but I would like, like to read an interaction I had underneath a kind of funny video that kind of like lends to what you guys were saying about oh, sure. the toxic positivity thing. So it was, a, it. It, was, it was a Redfall video. It was kind of funny. Redfall at 30 frames per second is a deal breaker. And we had this conversation uh, a week or two ago where that was announced and they're still going to ship it still under 30 frames per second. And basically what I said in the podcast is what I commented on the video. I said 30 frames per second isn't a deal breaker for me. That being said, 60 frames per second should absolutely be the baseline at this point with these expensive consoles, expensive games and advanced tech. People have a right to be disappointed about it, which is exactly what mm. I believe Gage just said. It's like, or and Christian said this actually. It's like totally we're, fair we're, criticism. Yeah, totally we're, fair we're criticism. Things so expensive for this for these things. These things should should work. And then somebody responded, "How much is it on Game Pass with the clown emoji?" And I was like, "I just, I guess it's just the sub price." This is my response. I guess it's just the subscription price. So the barrier for entry is super low. 
I'm pretty sure my point still stands though, right? 60 frames per second should be the standard now, especially if it's a first Xbox first party game or no. And they respond, it doesn't matter to me. And a game can be broken, but if it's free, I will still try it. Then if a game sucks and it's unplayable, I'll just move on. The unplayable just move on thing, fine. But the game isn't free. No. And we are playing for this. Yeah. But he just because it's on Game Pass, in his mind, he thinks it's free. And if it doesn't work, it's fine because it's on Game Pass. It's like that's such a low standard a, for yeah. for somebody who's not yep. once again not free. And I don't know. It's it's it is a product at the end of the day. It's a great deal. Game Pass is fantastic. I'm not saying that it's not, but we are paying for it still. <laughs> it's not. That's, that's such a Game weird Pass thing. is a separate product. That's the important thing mm-hmm. that people don't that's remember. True. Game yeah. Pass is a separate product from these because there are people. This if if Redfall was exclusive to Game Pass, that argument have a lot more weight. But it's not. There's going to be discs on the shelf for people to buy who don't have who have never even heard of Game Pass before. So mm-hmm. that argument, yeah, that's. That makes me, makes I mean, me angry. And, and I, does he think like Microsoft wants to be only putting out shovelware just because people right. are subscri- like subscribed to it? Like, no, they want all their games to be good. That's that are on there. That's the whole point, right? Yeah, yeah. I I, I ended the conversation by saying I think we should expect a bit more from developers. Yes. I would argue that it's not quote free, but Game Pass is absolutely a, an incredible deal. I also said thirty frames per second isn't a deal breaker. Just saying that if people are upset, I think it's justified. I'm out here playing Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. I'm having the time of my life. I don't care about frame rate. I'm just saying <laughs> we should. I'm just saying that we should expect more without being awful to devs. And then they respond, "Fair enough." Fucking yeah. At least still be mad at me. Right. God damn it. Have some consistency. Yeah. And I think I, I don't. You know what? I'm just gonna. I'm gonna play the part of the asshole in the room. This is another thing with Redfall specifically. It's not exactly Red Dead Redemption 2. It's not exactly mm-hmm. like this whole locked at 30 frames. I could buy it if maybe there were reflections in the mirror and like there was actual detail in the environment, but this is a heavily stylized game. There is like almost in my mind zero like I can't say zero reason because I'm not a game developer, but like really like are we are we looking at game are we looking at the same game right now and seeing this has to run at 30? This game, like, I would argue that Fortnite looks better than this and runs better than this. I don't, and it's multiplayer, massively multiplayer. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. There's so many boxes to check, and it's like people will be like, yeah, but devs work hard. And it's like, yeah, I understand that. But like, this is a product that is being shipped, and there's a, a, an expectancy that it works. Before we even d- dive into Redfall, I think earlier Dan had something to say on, on the Star Wars front. Could you remember? Oh, because I I can't remember what I wanted to say. So I- <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, just I was gonna piggyback of what Gage said. I completely agree that toxic positivity can be bad, just as much as toxic negativity. Absolutely. Which, obviously, if you're going to be negative towards a product, that's perfectly fine. But no one should go hunting down developers saying, "Oh my God, you're you're doing such a terrible job. What are you doing with your life?" Like you know that kind of stuff is toxic, pos- negative negativity. But stuff right. like what Roshan said, like toxic positivity, can be just as dangerous. Because why are you defending Microsoft for putting out a product that is broken? Uh, and arguably, people said that about Halo Infinite, which I would argue Halo Infinite in a far different state than Redfall's releasing in here. Yes. yes has a lot of problems with it, but it was actually uh, yeah. functional. <laughs> functional. Uh, but um, 
yeah, one more thing. I think perception is obviously a big part of it as well, because like you were saying, Gage, uh, you took their uh, their tweet um, response tweet as like they were backhanding people, which is understandable. A lot of people had that same reaction. I read that as like, you know, these developers were just just figuring out what was going on with the game, like what was breaking the game. So they probably found some instances where high end hardware mixed with low end hardware was causing problems. And maybe they put that statement out a little bit too soon and uh, didn't, okay. yep. didn't really gather all of the information before, you know, putting out a statement because, yes, that does look bad. But like maybe maybe behind the scenes they were like all right we found this instance of this happening let's put this word out there so people know and then they put it out there and people were like no i've got a fucking ryzen 9600 or whatever and you know everything else that that's high end i'm I'm with you but i i feel like this would also hold more weight if we didn't also know that the director of the game refused another delay that's absolutely fair Right? right and that goes to like Gage was saying like uh, earlier that like these instances are not happening all the time off the bat, which is there, there are a lot of great games releasing constantly. Yeah. But it feels like the instances are not few and far between anymore. And it feels like it's happening more with higher end budget titles that are costing people the cost one, a lot of money to make, but also a lot of money to buy. Right. And the thing with star Wars is that we know it will eventually be good. Right. People have that like, oh, I'll just buy it on sale, right? Or I'll buy it now and wait for the patch to come. But like, why is that? I question that kind of like, why are we letting this be the normalcy? Why are games not releasing in a state where they're ready to go? Why why the rush? And because of this rush is where we get instances where like we're paying high end money for these products that end up not working for a lot of people. And that is like inherently problematic to me. Right. I th- as a consumer I, I think that's that's exactly it right there i think i think we're all getting kind of complacent and, and i think it's in every facet of life this is this is a video game podcast so we're going to talk about video games but there are th- like I, I would be remiss to not acknowledge that i think we're going through similar things with much more important things in in, in lives whether it be you know housing or politics or rights or laws or whatever that but it's Really, when it comes to video games, we're, we're becoming extremely complacent. And this is the only reason why I wanted to bring up the toxic positivity is that, like, when a game like this launches and say, uh, there's always going to be absolutely toxic negative comments. But even when you look at a tweet and the overwhelming comments are negative, it's like, just because there's a lot of negativity, that doesn't round all that neg- negativity up into toxic. It's like, no, people are, a lot of people are allowed to feel negatively about a game, especially if it's released by a first party uh publisher it has this big marketing push you're seeing all these trailers and it's just i'm getting to the point where i'm now realizing i'm like wait a minute like a lot of these games like christian you're absolutely right games come out and they they do work that just still happens right it's not like every game is broken but every game that launches broken they don't have broken trailers right so we are on paper like fact of day we are being sold a product that is not up to what they promised for for any of these games that launch right it doesn't matter who's doing it so there is a level of like yes the industry is is creating a pattern of explicitly releasing a game almost in an un, unofficial beta and allowing uh consumers to pay full price and then also beta test it for them 
Which, and almost, you know, I'm seeing a lot of people t tweet that. And again, some people will jump on that saying that they're being toxic, but it's like, no, that is kind of where we're at. Like that is a pattern that is emerging. And, um, oh fuck, I lost the point as well too. <laughs> there's, uh, there's something, oh, there's something else that I want to tie that off with, but Rashan, go ahead. I was going to say, just piggybacking off what you're saying with the negative comments, and almost every time the, the publishers and the developers are the ones gaining something, we always are losing something. Yes. Like, even, we're always losing money, we're always losing time, and they're only ever getting money and possibly uh, uh, rap on the reputation. And even that isn't permanent because a couple of years later, they'll release another game and then we'll forget about the bad game sometimes. At least the majority mm. of people will. And still buy the product at the end of the day. They're always getting something. So us, us right. being angry is totally justified. Again, we're not trying to be mean to these people, because no. at the end of the day, they they are making something for us, but we are also paying for that thing. For so, sure. Yeah. Like there's and Dan's right earlier. Like you said like there's a difference between saying you did this to me, <laughs> you ruined my life personally, <laughs> fuck you, versus somebody saying, hey, this game is not up to stuff. Or even, like, again, we can all differ, like, personally, but even if I were to see a tweet saying, like, hey, this game sucks, to me, that's not a personal statement. That is a statement of the product. So if you see a bunch of tweets saying, hey, this game is not good, that's not a personal attack on anyone. That's just saying this game, this product is not good. So, like, but I would, uh, I would argue before, a little bit. I would argue yes, a little bit. And that's fine. That. That's totally fair. I would uh, say, and like, and sorry, I just, just one little thing. Based before on before I forget, before I forget, <laughs> sorry, go ahead, go ahead. I want to say my big thing with this to tie back into what Christian was saying is that my worry is that gaming journalism, a lot of these reviewers are giving a game a score based on what they think it will be when it runs right. Whereas I'm, I'm thinking to myself, we should be rating these games as reviewers get them, if if publishers want to get these games out so quickly to reviewers, and if these publications want the reviewers mm -hmm. to get these things out fast, the bare minimum that I've been thinking about is that you should at least rate these honestly as they are now. Because when I see games like, like should Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, regardless of how great the story is, regardless of how great the game feels when it works, if more often than not, the game is not working. Should it be above a five? Should it be above a six? Like there is an element to game reviews and judging games where it's like, this is software. You have to judge it on performance, uh, the current performance, not of what it might be, right? Even Modern Warfare 2, which at launch, all of us, uh, the four of us, anyone here who played it, like we all enjoyed it, had a good time with multiplayer. It's like, I wouldn't have given that game, I wouldn't have given that game the eights that it was getting everywhere. Like it was beautiful, it was gorgeous, the story was great, but based on performance and what is there at launch at the time of reviewing, like if game reviewers started doing that, we'd see a lot more sixes and sevens instead of eights and nines. Because we know the game eventually will be an eight and nine when you boot up uh, Jedi Fallen Order, Survivor, whatever, Christian Colon Survivor, whatever you know this is. Um, uh, that was a poop joke, by the way. Um, Nice. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's when we boot it up a year from now, it is gonna feel like a nine out of ten, let's say. But like right now, it's like really this is the, like I don't know. I, I think that, the, yeah. the caveat, the caveat of having reviewers say this isn't working, but EA mentioned that a, a patch is right. will be released later. I was like, okay, well, let me, let me know more about this. I want to know more about your experience of how it is right now. You know right. what I mean? What did you experience? 
Anyway. What's the product uh, that I'm paying for right now? Give me the review of that, right? And yeah. that's the thing is that that's exactly right. They'll always have that in review where we've received word from EA or Xbox tells us or play, Sony has let us know that they're working on a, well, it's like, no, 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 that's all well and good. I don't, I don't care about any of that. What is the game now? And yeah. I think if, if we held people to that standard, we'd, you'd see a lot more sixes and like five, six and sevens instead of these eight, nines and tens that we're getting. The interesting thing there though is is then we get probably later reviews because publishers will start holding uh the review embargoes until post-launch good or well, bad. They did it just... anyway with redfall they did it with redfall yes the, but you yeah. know literally developers may not get codes to play until midnight instead of the review embargo being midnight. you see what i'm saying <laughs> this is a, this which, is a chicken which i would say don't pre-order games I'd right fair, but even yeah. that but there's another way to look at that too because this becomes a chicken and egg problem where it's like yeah their reviewers are gonna are they're gonna hold back the codes but it's like no actually what should happen is that since there's always day one patches nowadays and since games are getting patched after launch the release date should be shifted so those reviewers still get those codes when they would and then you push the release date back so that it's like okay this is how the game would have launched and it would have been you know fairly okay but this is when reviewers get it and then you know between then and like another two months go by and then it launches or something i don't know there's a million different ways you can tackle this problem and or it's just easy come to say like the first time don't worry about the patch just make sure, a good release game it. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. And yeah that too yeah speaking of which let's pivot into redfall uh which is worse um there it sucks to say uh redfall is not good i haven't played oh. i can't say objectively it's not good uh, right. Based on reviewers who are playing Redfall, they are not impressed. I'll put it that way. Right. Specifically, I linked Skill Up's thirty-minute uh, video on Redfall that covers basically everything in that game, and I was surprised that Arcane released something this low in quality. The bar was lowered. Um, it is insane. I, I'm not going to cover everything, but if you are interested in seeing what state Redfall is in, that skill up is video is great. It even goes into kind of the arcane sort of like thesis on not thesis, but their their like mission statement of how they think of um, level design and crafting um, like in what is the simulation genre that arcane does? Oh, immersive sim. Immersive sim. Yep. Yeah yeah is just not present in in this game and he questions how they could go from prey and prey moonfall into something that is just not up to snuff and should should not have released in this state um pretty bad watch that video if you're curious however what we're going to kind of pivot to is is on microsoft because it seems like whether or not they're to blame they are Still being looked at as, you know, because Microsoft owns Bethesda and Arcane now, they're sort of like, well, should Microsoft have let Arcane release in this state? Granted, right. Microsoft operates with a hands-off approach, right? Right. So can we really blame them? Well, yes and no, right? But and there are so many people working. Uh, at Zenimax and at Bethesda, that it's like, should Microsoft have even been uh, the person to to stop this? Should it not have been someone in house to be like, this game is not ready to go yet, right? That conversation right. exists as well and is probably valid, but still, Microsoft is going to get the flack simply because they own them and they're in charge of the portfolio of the games they release. So you can have a hands off 
you can have a hands-off policy, but that doesn't ex that does not exclude you from quality control, right? Like that, sure. you own that company, you own that product that it's releasing, right? Doesn't matter how many times removed you are from it, that does not excuse that does not give you a pass that you don't have to do quality control. So I'll just say that I'm not saying that like the CEOs at my like, nobody run up to the CEOs at Microsoft and go, "You ruined Redfall." Like they probably don't even. I, I'm sure a lot of them don't even know what Redfall is. They're like, "What? I don't." You know what I mean? Like that's how big this company is. But it does not give you an excuse to not do any sort of quality control. And I think like, the reason that people are connecting the dots to Microsoft, whether or not in this specific case it is their fault, is that the common denominator for a lot of the games that have come out and been below expectation, with the exception of Forza Horizon 5, which is great. Everyone loves you. You did great, right? It's, that's like the that's the youngest child. You're fine, Forza Horizon 5. You're, you're good. But with everything else, there is a common denominator where a lot of Xbox games are launching broken. Now, regardless of whether or not it's the same people involved with each scenario, I think that's why people are connecting the dots to Microsoft, whether, again, maybe this time it wasn't their fault, maybe this time Redfall was doomed from the start, regardless of the acquisition, whatever. But if you're a massive company like this, you need to do quality control. And to Rose's point earlier with that guy with the Game Pass, just because it's available on a subscription service doesn't mean that you get to, okay, it gets to be bad. That's insane school of thought to me. Let's, let's not forget. Hi-Fi Rush, that game. Sure. Also but I would, I would not consider that like triple A level. I, th I would think that's closer to like what we knew of as double A. Yeah. Developed but it, but it is worth mentioning. Yeah. Yes. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. It, it is worth mentioning for sure. The thing for me is like, this is going to seem like a knock. It's not. The number, I guess, of games that Xbox has put out over the span of the years, right? When we look at them like spread out on a table, it's less than like sony side and, and actually probably more than, than nintendo to be honest around there but people like to point out the ones that have not worked they like to have what i'd say like selective, selective. memory yeah <laughs> oh, oh look at us look at us and they're gonna point to the most recent ones which is like halo infinite did not perform uh, up to like expectations of the people right still reviewed very well though Absolutely, in absolutely. To this, yeah. which is which is worth well, mentioning but, for sure. But it's also part of the problem that we're discussing, right? Is that it reviewed well? Would it have reviewed as well if people were judging it not on what they thought sure. it would be? But that was based on post-launch, though. I would argue that's a different problem because, like, a lot of the issues were post-launch issues. I think it's a fair statement to say that Halo Infinite did not live up to the expectations that people wanted it. Gameplay, yes. The package, the game, Halo Infinite, the software package, Halo Infinite, did not live up to people. Either way, we're derailing Christian. He's in the middle of a yes. thing. So. My, my point is, they see Halo, and now they see Redfall, and they think, well, Xbox game... And, and they don't see many more games on the horizon. That's not a, that's not a Forza joke. Uh, and they start to question the portfolio uh, of Xbox, and they start to question portfolio management, and who they think of, they see Phil, and it's like, well, is Phil to blame? And now he's in the hot seat. Which is, like, the, the line that you can see happening on Twitter right now. Right. Again, I'm going to I'm going to ask, is that valid? Maybe a little bit. Is it justified there? You can have those conversations. I don't think it's that clear or that one to one. As, as Dan has mentioned, there's like a lot of other teams. There's a lot of other bosses. Yeah, but still. They're going to get that flag. My point is that we have one more game coming out and now all eyes are on Starfield with our knowledge. Now that Redfall just did not launch well. And Xbox has what I would say two big games coming out this year. And we know what Bethesda games look like at launch. Is that going to launch just as buggy? And there was a rumor somewhere online. I didn't link it, but someone said that they had seen that 
it was in worse shape than Redfall. I don't know how much that's true. I would I, 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 Yeah. Whoa. Just from how bad Redfall looks. <laughs> <laughs> like, how could it be worse? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you could possibly. Uh, but we do know that Starfield know. got its delay, so it is getting that extra level of polish. Right. And Starfield, how concerned are we? And Starfield's been in development for far longer than Red, Redfall has been. Um, yes. Like, almost a decade to this point. Uh, but... Yeah, it is an interesting conversation. It's it's also interesting because, like you were saying, Microsoft is essentially washing their hands of this internally because Phil Spencer was very open when they did the Bethesda acquisition that he was just like, yeah, we're going to just keep letting Bethesda be Bethesda. Pete Hines is going to continue to manage Bethesda as its own thing, essentially, under Microsoft. Right. Uh, so does this come back to Pete? Uh, I don't know. We've had this conversation before about Microsoft. Who does the buck fall back to? I, I don't know. Does it come back to Phil Spencer? I don't know. I love Phil Spencer. I think Phil Spencer is a phenomenal dude. I think he loves games. He truly loves gaming. I don't know if he's part of the problem. Maybe he's just not a good manager. I don't know. We just don't know. Uh, I, I think, think, yeah. Sorry. Finish your point, sorry. <laughs> no, I that's all, pretty much all I was going to say. We just don't know what's happening behind the scenes to know, like, where the issue lies, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I agree with that. I just think now that you, ha you have bought the studio, it doesn't matter. Like, it's always going to be Xbox's fault. It's always going to be right. Phil Spencer's fault. Yeah. Mm. Not Maybe not for us, but, like, for the general gamers out there, they're going to see Redfall and how bad it did, and that's going to be uh, a... Yeah, a smudge on Xbox's reputation. Arcane's too, but also it's going to be on Xbox now because right. Xbox owns them. Right. I do. All intents and purposes, it's an Xbox game. Exactly. Unquote. Right. Yeah, and I and I think how Redfall launches also lowers the um the the reputation of Game Pass too. We're going to like temper expectations for first party Xbox Game Pass games in the future. Not all of Game Pass, but just like the the mm. first party Xbox games. And mm. now Arcane is like in a, a Bioware situation where after Anthem and what was the other one? Andromeda, their reputation was like, mm. oh, oh, God. OK, so this is what uh, right. uh, Bioware is doing now. And now Mass Effect 4 is coming out. We're excited, but I, I feel like a little less excited that we would have been if, if it had just launched after three. Right. And now Arcane, like you guys were telling me on that podcast, like fantastic games you make amazing games. And I believe you. But now after Redfall has come out, now we're like, I don't know how excited I am for the next Arcane game, or maybe I should right. be. Like, oh, maybe I'm so happy you mentioned this. So happy, because Gage pointed out in our private Twitter chat, uh, take this with a grain of salt. This comes from Reddit slash gaming leaks and rumors. Um, a French retailer, according to a French retailer, Microsoft never believed believe in Redfall. <laughs> and Arcane Leon is working on ambition, an ambitious game. Supposedly... TLDR is oh, Arcane Leona is working on something that's that's much more intuitive, much much bigger. They're excited about that project, and they looked at Redfall and they said, "Well, you know what? The, the, taking longer in this game would eat up too much of our of development cost. Let's just put it out now. Eat whatever, eat whatever cost. Right? We would lose less money by just shipping it broken, mm -hmm. and then move on to the next thing. And right. it goes back to the question: Is is that okay? Because people are spending seventy dollars on this game. So this is where personal see, and I want I just want to jump back to what Dan said because I am also a big fan of uh, Phil Spencer, but 
you also have to remember that you can criticize somebody in their job role. It doesn't mean I want to get rid of Phil Spencer. Like, you know what I mean? Like even somebody who's an overall good force can make a bad decision and can uh, misstep every now and again. So like criticizing Phil Spencer in his possible mismanagement or not management, or we, again, we, none of us know what's going on. Right. We can say like, Hey, Xbox is not the snuff right now. It doesn't mean I want to get rid of Phil Spencer. He's still an incredible CEO. That's done a lot of good things for the Xbox brand, but Xbox is stumbling right now those two things are not mutually exclusive. You can have both of those. Um, but back to what you were saying, um, I think uh, you met, you asked, you posed a question earlier about Starfield. I think I'm less worried about Starfield because this comes to the unique nature of video games where mm. even though Bethesda owns both uh, Bethesda Game Studios and Redfall, studios will have a different... Uh, like, Arcane now, after Redfall, probably has a fire under their ass to really make sure. sure their next game is great. Bethesda Game Studios already went through that with Fallout 76, which as we all know, wasn't mm. Todd's studio that did it, but it doesn't right. matter because like Rashan was saying, public perception. Uh, when people picked up Fallout 76, it said Bethesda Game Studios on the box. They mm. don't know that it's not the team XYZ. And honestly, like, and this is where Dan and I get into a lot of disagreements. And I think, again, a lot of it is miscommunication, but I think that like, between you and me like i don't think it's reasonable to expect the average consumer to do all this research and to know that which is why i forgive Fair. forgive quote unquote when people get angry and don't know who to yell at because it's a lot like the video game industry like knowing studios and publishers and the difference between them and who owns what it is a lot to know right so do i think starfield has a chance of launching poorly yes because triple uh, a games in general have been launching poorly. I don't think that there's an increased chance because it's Xbox or Bethesda because sure. Todd Howard's studio has already had that fire under their ass since Fallout 76, if that makes any sense. Just Good to, point. to back you up a little bit on that statement, actually, that makes a lot of sense and link it back to Redfall. Arcane Austin and Arcane Leon, two different yes. studios, both called yes. Arcane. And of course, Arcane Leon is actually the more well-regarded studio. Arcane Austin mm -hmm. made Prey, which also had its own issues at launch. I loved Prey, but there were some reviewers, Dan Stapleton, that gave it a 5 out of 10 at launch uh, because it had technical problems. So Good. Yeah. Good. I want to see more exactly of that. Gage wanted. <laughs> this, yeah. But, and, uh, but here's the thing. In his review, I bet you he didn't say, I hate this game. The people who worked on this fucking suck. Arcane Leon, go screw. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't say any of that. I'm, I'm guessing Austin. he said, the, Austin, yes, Austin. I'm guessing he said something along the lines of, this game doesn't function. This piece of software well, does not work as it is advertised, right? Which is why. Yes. He ran into a unique game-breaking bug that broke his save, basically. He didn't want to replay the game. Anyways, we're not going back there. Yeah. Point Anyways. Is, you should be screening the games you're buying, you know? Waiting sometimes. Except for Zelda. Zelda's the only <laughs> Zelda's the only one that's like, yeah, that one's gonna be good. Man, what if that game came out? Only as the a games five? I like. <laughs> what if Zelda was a five? Uh, really what if Zelda deserved it? What if Zelda deserved it? No, man, no, that can't happen. How dare you? No. See that you're part of the problem, Daniel. This is why. <laughs> this is why we have nines and tens all over the place. Should I not pre-order Zelda? Should yeah. I yes. No, do you got to pre-order? Character consistency anymore. Character consistency. Yeah, but it's the Nintendo Switch quality. Like I trust Zelda games. Yeah, I'm sure Nintendo's never released a bad game before. A bad Zelda game. Okay, yes. that's. Fair. Thank you very much. I'm really upset that my uh, Christian colon survivor didn't get more 
applause because that was really funny, especially considering the story you told earlier. Mm. Mm. Just thought I'd bring that up again and see. Kurik also and hasn't we- pre-ordered Tears of the Kingdom. Or oh, wait, he wait. He said, I haven't Wait. pre-ordered Tots yet. I don't know what that means. I think he meant Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the Survivor yeah. Jedi. <laughs> Tears anyway. of the Kingdom, yeah. Okay. Publishers. Not your friend. Save your money. Ride a cowboy. Thank you again to everyone joining us live on YouTube and Twitch, as well as podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else you get your pods. Thank you, Roshan. Thank you, me. Thank you, Gage. That is Daniel, and this has been Podcast PXN, and we collectively are out of here. Much love, and keep on gaming. See ya. Besitos.